0: Okay hi guys I'm pleased to be here with uh Daniel Prince uh, a good friend of mine and um uh someone that knows a lot about homeschooling which is a uh, uh a thing that's now suddenly kind of engulfed everyone's lives um for good and bad um often like most things uh when you don't really uh, uh know it's going to happen and you get suddenly immersed into it it could be quite scary um, and uh, Daniel and his family uh, you know have been sort of homeschooling for a number of years and so he's currently based in France and I wanted to have a quick chat to him and you know um, uh, pick his brain really on 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 the whole kind of concept uh, I think that would be quite valuable for lots of people so first of all uh, I'd just like to say a big welcome uh, thanks for coming on Daniel Thank you, George. Thanks
1: for thinking of me. And um, yeah, looking forward to getting to this and uh, hope it uh, hope it helps your listeners in some way.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it will. And so, you know, if we just go back, obviously we met in Singapore and um, uh, you, you guys as a family made a decision to, you know, to leave Singapore. Um, and I think it's fair to say, you know, in, in my job, I'll sit down with lots of families that have uh, ideas and dreams of you know of, of of when they leave Singapore and what they're going to do and often those dreams are exciting and adventurous and packing in the day job and traveling and um, and all those things and I'd say in every case apart from your own in truth um, that doesn't happen and actually you are that kind of uh, exception to the rule in that you you actually did everything that you said you were going to do and uh, I think it'd be really valuable just to yeah, just j just, just for you to where do we start? Let's start there, really, when you when you chose to leave Singapore and what you did next.
1: Yeah, okay. Um yeah, quick backstory. Then uh arrived in Singapore in 99 as a foreign exchange broker in um in the money markets. Um stayed down um, in that business uh up until 2012 and then um moved across into commodity markets um for the last part of my career. So yeah, pretty much bang on. Fifteen years building a career in in Singapore and um, in financial in financial markets, and like many people in whatever sector that you find yourself in, uh, you start building a family, and um, you, you know you just slowly start without realizing you just slowly start painting yourself into a corner of um, a career that you probably might. have fell into in the first place and it wasn't even like your vocation not even what you studied for not even your passion it was just something that come along and you dived into uh, you might have had some great years building that and um, climbing the corporate ladder and you know reaching for that carrot on the stick and getting the, the the slight raise here or the nice bonus there and before you know it you're 15 to 20 years into a career you've built a family you've got kids and the thought of, you know, spending just the next 20 years grinding that out just to get them through education, to pay the rent, to get food on the table, to make sure that the car's still running and all of that other fun stuff that goes with running a family. Um, you, you kind of, you, you feel that way on you and you're like, damn. How did it become like this and then you realize you know i i work for um you know i work for a company or i work in a business or i work in a sector that i truly don't even enjoy anymore and it's just you know really weighing me down um i was you know it was an opportune moment for me a friend of mine passed me a uh, a book recommendation and that was uh i think you just got tired of listening to me you know, banging on about that. There's got to be something else. There's got to be something else. How do we make ends meet? And he said, I'll go and read the uh, the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. And that just set off light bulbs all over the place. And that made me realize that I needed to start valuing time more than like chasing the dollar, which just seemed, no matter how much you got, just seemed to keep you spinning on this wheel of, you know, what's next, what's next, what's next. And it was never, ever going to be enough and, um, and, you know, I remember having conversations with you as you, uh, as you like um, said at the beginning there. Um, but what if I did this? And what if I did that? What if I did this? And what if I did that? And it, it's just lots of deep thought, lots of um, uh, research, uh, finding other families that did it, have done it. Um, and a big blocker, a huge blocker. Obviously, the money um, was, you know, how can we live without a wage? How can we live on savings for a, a short amount of time? Uh, a huge blocker was kids, right? Kids in education and yeah. taking your kids out of education, which, <laughs> man, when you stare down that, that wall, it's, it's really, really tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not a uh, – I mean, a lot of people don't do it, and like most things that lots of people don't do, uh, to do it is is actually very difficult both kind of you know on, on how you're viewed socially and also kind of checking your own decision making you know if I'm doing something that seems so sort of out, out, out of the ordinary and it's with my kids it's not even just like you know painting a house a weird color it's actually you know moving the, moving the kids out of school which is what everyone wants to put their kids into and what people pay you know, I mean you've lived in Singapore, i here, the international school fees are extraordinary. and people are choosing to do that. It's not like they're forced to do it. Um, and, and you're saying no, that's obviously swimming against the you know, against the stream. And so um I can imagine it was a big call and um but 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 you did it and you know, pulled them out of the schooling here, left Singapore and and then what happened then?
1: Yeah, um well um uh, the, the idea was let's um Let's go on a bit of a, a world journey and explore with the kids, you know, uh, kind of like that that classic 18 or 19 year old gap year. We were just doing it with with four kids under our belt
0: um,
1: <laughs> because we, we figured, you know, we, we can probably write this out three to six months and then it's going to be we're going to have to find another job. You know, maybe that that might take a, a few months, it, you know, you know. Ne- your networks are usually far better than you ever credit them for. Um, And I knew, you know, this is going through like, uh, like the research phase. I knew I'd come, I'd come to the uh, conclusion. It's like, if I ever did need to get back into markets, it would probably only take two to three months or 10 to 20 phone calls and just follow the, you know, the breadcrumbs. So let's go for it. Let's, let's go travel and let's use this opportunity to, to show the kids and teach them and educate them in a different way um which has now become coined um world schooling um that's um like a kind of a label on this this kind of education choice where you travel with your kids and the idea is when you're traveling you use your surroundings as a springboard to to learn about you know goodness knows what you find yourself learning about you know, culture is one thing you know immediately yeah you know just just via food or music or dance, um, you know, uh history, the history of the country or the place that you're in. You know, it's an absolute yeah. shoe-in of a lesson. Uh the geography, like you know, yeah. it's just basic, right? We go into a different country. Where's that on a map? Right, okay, now let's zoom out. Then we get you know, and how why was it formed in in this way? Why is this place um this country and not why was it used to be part of that country? And you know, when, when you put the kids in like learning positions like that, they just lap it up. It, it's not like, you know, sitting in a classroom and being force fed facts from a, a textbook or a flapping head at the, at the front of the, um, at the room. Um, so we found like a, a great, what well, one, there was this kind of passion to learn like you couldn't stop the questions uh, as as we were traveling around and this passion to like um meet new people and, and interact with new people especially younger kids because they were used to being around younger kids and socializing so whenever we would hit a beach or a playground or something they would just be straight over and talking to or playing with any kids of any color age race uh, it was just like wow this is awesome and um for us, it suddenly became apparent that we could go a lot longer in this life like that, living like that, than we imagined for, than we budgeted for, because we found the, the sharing economy, the circular economy, and we could use a um, uh, an investment home we had in Thailand as collateral to swap our house, to, to travel with, um, to different countries and live in other people's homes for a while. Uh, so accommodation fees just went to zero and we were like wow this is awesome um so in the end it was about two and a half years that we did this um going from country to country that's six months yeah yeah
0: then just uh yeah moved out to two and a half years yeah Um, and then what kind of made you um what 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 made you what was the reason to stop as in you know where did you you know what was the moment in which you go after that two and a half years right well We'll take a break or we'll we'll pause there. Yeah. Um,
1: You know, what I've just uh, described sounds like a two and a half year long holiday for what most people, um, but at the end of the day, it's life, right? That becomes life. And when you're moving a family of six around every, on average, like seven to 10 days, that's a hell of a lot of packing and unpacking. (laughs) That's, uh, you know, there's a lot of stress and, um, you know, travel can be exhausting. Um, if you're if you're constantly bouncing around. So after two and a half years of, of living like that, I think everybody was feeling a kind of a um, a pull to just sit still for a little while and enjoy the area that we were in for longer and get deeper into, um, you know, that culture. So once we decided like, right, okay, let's start looking for longer term options here, we found some ha- uh, excuse me, house sitting options. Again, sharing economy, circular economy, whatever you wanna call it. There are people that own second homes in other countries that just want them looked after. So you can go and stay as a family. We found a place for July and August. Yeah, six weeks over July and August, no, eight weeks. Excuse me. Eight weeks over July and August in the, um, in the middle of France, homesitting this British guy's house, uh, amazing. Yeah, Incredible. Yeah. he he was paying me to live there because I was doing the gardening and I was, you know, helping him with, uh, looking after electricians coming in and doing building work and stuff. Um, so we, we started to fall for a little bit like, wow, why don't we just stick around in France for a little bit longer? Because my wife Claire and I, we decided, right, if we could gift our kids any one thing in life, what would it be? And we both wrote down the, the ability to speak another language. You know we're so lucky as native English speakers to to have this this gift of like the global language um, but that's no excuse we didn't think for not being able to speak another one and so we decided right let's um let's do that uh, and we we gave the kids the two oldest kids at the time were eight and ten, or like, okay, which country, which language because you're going to go back to school for a little while so you can learn this in an immersive uh fashion because that's going to be the that's far best uh the far better way to learn and um they're like well we love it here so let's let's stick with um france and let's go learn some french so all four kids were were, we we found a place to rent long term and all four kids were put into the local the local school which were arms open it's not like you had a wait list or anything you find a little country village and they're dying for pupils and um, the fact that they couldn't speak a word of uh, word of French didn't matter, and I think one other kid, two other kids spoke some english um, but yeah, that was uh in they went, and um that's how they've learned french
0: yeah, it's amazing uh that um you know yeah it's just it, it's uh it's hard to believe in some respects just the you know here in Singapore the number of um fights that you need to get into bureaucratically or other um to get your kids into whatever school you want to get them into and sort of you know the idea of just being able to walk in and go hi guys um can you take our non-french speaking kids and they say of course and it just happens I think is uh is really lovely actually and um and then you know sort of th- that's that backdrop of kind of you know what you've been doing since you left Singapore which is you know as I as I said it is true you're You are the only client I've had over the years that's you know, a lot of people have talked about wonderful ideas, but often, you know, life gets in the way, as it were, or they won't make that decision. Um, and and, but one of the things that you that you embraced and which everyone is now being thrown into is this concept of kind of home-based learning. And I think I'll give you a bit of a a bit of you know, a bit of a story from my side on how it's gone. And then I'd like to kind of, you know, hear how, how how the prescribed version of home-based learning from governments and say in this case for me it's Singapore is in comparison to the home-based learning that you've embraced for your children because I think that if I um it, at this juncture if we're uh, if, if people have been listening to your story they'd be obviously very jealous about the freedom and and the travel and the romance of it all but I think having had home-based learning now um for the past couple of months kind of forced upon people, they might go, well, that sounds all very well, and good, but home-based learning is very difficult. And it has been, you know, we've found it hard as a family with our three kids to keep them motivated, um, to, uh, to to get them online, to, to get them, you know, to feel like they're actually learning and taking it in. Um, a part of me suspects, and I'll, I'll obviously, you know, let you answer, but a part of me suspects is one of the problems that's happened with home-based learning during the COVID crisis is schools have desperately tried to replicate the school environment at home and that seems to me slightly counterproductive. So some of that reason I suspect is because they are charging high fees and so they are forced to try and emulate something that you're paying for so you know the peculiar sort of sight of you know my, my sister sending me a picture of my, uh, of my niece in her uniform doing a fake assembly at the kitchen table in Wimbledon, tickled me a bit, but I could understand why, because, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone's a business, and they're trying to make money, fine, but, you know, I, I suspect that's why it's gone wrong, but I'd, I'd really love to hear your thoughts.
1: You've hit the nail on the head. <laughs> that, that's exactly why it's gone wrong, and it's a real shame, because I remember coming into this, when I was watching countries going into lockdown, um, I actually put out a tweet. I'm like, the thing that excites me about this the most is that families are going to get to experience you know, the, the power of home-based learning. And I was wrong. <laughs> okay. Because what they got to experience was exactly what you described. It's school at home. And that doesn't work. It just doesn't. And we made the same mistake when we first... When, and lot, it, I think every single home-based learner has the same story. Uh, you know, when we exited the school system, when we finally plucked up the courage, and this is the weird thing, right? You know, why do we feel so, why, You know, how have we been so programmed into believe that that is the right path and the right course to follow? And don't even question that, hang on a minute, there we do have a choice of, like, we don't have to send them to school. Some countries, that's not the case. Some countries, it's illegal. Um, but in many it's not but we just don't even question it and that's our own conditioning and that that plays out when you when you bring the kids out of the school system um, at your own will you still automatically fall into school mode and for the first month or two my wife and I would we, we're trying to have a schedule. It's like, right, nine o'clock, we're going to study from these math books and you take the twins and I'll take the older girls and you do spelling with those guys. And, you know, our twins at the time were three. Like, what the hell were we thinking? You know, it's just, that's just nonsense. It's like, you know, let them, just let them be, let them go off and play and give them a crayon, give them a piece of paper and, you know, give them some bricks and whatever they do, they do. Um, but with the older ones, we were just trying to recreate school at home. And as you would have found out and many of your listeners, that is hell on earth because <laughs> they're just they're not motivated at school to do that, let alone in their home where they have the comfort of all of their trappings and um, all of their distractions around them their toys, their phones, their iPads, whatever, that's what they want to do. That's what home is for. Um, so when, and you're right, you know, these schools, they have to keep themselves relevant, right? So when you wake up in the morning and you've got emails from six different teachers and six different, um, subjects to study and get on top of and crack the whip and make sure you sit at this kitchen table for the next seven hours and you study through like that was what was going on and that's what's been really really tough for families because that is not that is not how home-based education works
0: it's just it's just school at home exactly like you said yeah and then so you know where, where that's got it wrong and obviously you know and for yourself someone that you know really is quite a vocal advocate of um you know home-based learning um you know well what, what would you say to people that are kind of like now terrified of the prospect of of you know school from home and obviously you know i'm, I'm phrasing it that way because it is a different type of thing um you know mm-hmm. what, what, what what sort of you know how, how would you sort of Highlight how it can be really positive and actually a really enjoyable positive experience. You know that that your your kids have You know really uh, embraced and also, you know really thrived within So difficult to get
1: yourself out of the way It's so so difficult to put your trust in the child and to put your trust in the fact that they are learning all of the time just because it's not from a textbook or just because it's not from a lecture or just because it's not from uh, you know, depicting the text from some like, book that they've been uninspired to trawl through or just because they're not writing an essay. They are learning all of the time, but we just never credit them with, with that ability because we never had it ourselves. We've all been through the system. So people talk about in the community a lot, they talk about deschooling. And when you take your kids out of formal education, the first thing you really got to try and do is just de-school. And that is de-school everyone, the parents and the kids, and just try and shake off this these shackles of, you know, this authoritarian, totalitarian regime. Like, you know, if you think about it, that... <laughs> we 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 live in democratic societies right and um uh, are brought up to believe democracy is good whereas school is the complete opposite of democratic you know it's top down totalitarian authoritarian regime it's 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 really when it boils down to that you're like wow and when you look on the other side of the coin you're like huh so de-schooling and trying to um trying to get comfortable and we still fail at this all the time we still have blow-ups weekly where we don't think the kids have pushed themselves hard enough and we don't think the kids have engaged in what they're supposed to be learning and you know we get into fights with them about it and uh, you know families are families um that's going to happen i wish i could completely de-school myself to the point of i think i'm almost there I, i think it's definitely harder for um for uh, my wife and for women actually to get there um because there's a a huge stigma around the judgment that goes with making huge decisions like this uh you know for me the judgment came leaving a career like you know you've got to carry that burden of being an unemployed bum that's yeah. what that's what that's generally yourself telling you that but you can definitely pick it up in in some people because what well, you don't have a job so you're you're a waster you're worthless you're unsuccessful um i had to come to terms with that it took a long time actually for for me to um you know uh, address that whereas with with women because they're the homemakers and they are those that are you know nurturing of the children and our narrative our whole lives has been find the best school, give your kids the best opportunity, get them the best education. Whereas generally we found like the best education is leaving them to find their natural bent and letting them study that and and master that, whatever that might be. The amount of homeschool kids that we've met, it would just blow you away. And you're like, wow. And that's just incredible um and you know they they would never have had that opportunity to reach um, that level of happiness that level of being comfortable in their own skin and that level of uh, mastering the art of whatever it is that they decided to do you know we've met writers that write poems artists incredible artwork incredible musicians incredible sportsmen uh you know that, that just like my god the age of 14, getting signed up for Sporting Lisbon. And, you know, it's just, wow, because his passion was that one thing. And, uh, you know, he worked on mastering it. Doesn't mean you you don't layer on top, you know, the math and um, basic writing skills and, you know, the fundamental stuff, of course. Of course you look into that. And of course you outsource it if you need to, you can get online tutors. Um, but it doesn't need to be a classroom setting eight hours a day and then the extra four hours at the kitchen table doing the homework.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting what you say there about the, um, yeah, about other people's perceptions of it as well, really, because um, if you do something that's against the grain and actually you look happy within doing it, it could be very upsetting for people that are very unhappy, um, firmly stuck in the grain. And so you can have a real, yeah, I can can imagine it would have been, you know, hard for both of you, really, just sort of, you know, uh, uh, leaning into the, into what you wanted to do in, in the knowledge that for a lot of people you know rather than just wish you well they're probably quite unsettled people really to some extent and then also that the idea of um, schools being totalitarian i mean it does there's a guy called michael malice that i like to read and his um he's always got this saying that you are the only time in your life um that you are very likely to get physically attacked and assaulted is at school and for some unknown reason parents Force their children to go through the same physical assault course that they went through because and it is true when you look back you know in the workplace now is about as sort of soft and cuddly as you could find really I mean you, it's uh, and for, for good it's um you know there's a lot of you can't be behaving like the school bully anymore at work but, it, but in school you're you know as a kid you're very likely to find yourself in a predicament that thankfully you don't find yourself in as an adult and that kind of just blinkered, well, we did it, you should do it, kind of view, I think. Um, it's is something that I think, you know, really deep down, everyone knows is absolute nonsense. Um, and, that, you know, there might be a, a different way. And I think it's really interesting hearing what that different way uh, looks like. And, and, and also that that different way doesn't look like what we've experienced in the last two months, which I think would be a frustration for yourself because it, it's obviously not that. Um, uh, really, and um, and then you know for, for yourself, and you know, and as you say that you know the kind of homeschooling community, um, uh, you know, how how, have you, how how big is it, and you know, how broad is it? Is it quite an easy sort of group of people to get into, and you know, what's the you know, How does it sort of work?
1: Yeah, there's, um, I mean, the US has the the largest community uh, by far. There is a community in Singapore actually, and it's run by a lady called Dawn um Dawn 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 Fung I believe I should get this uh I'll get her name exactly right for you yeah um, just give me a second um yeah and um yeah so she's um she's there in Singapore to help people uh understand a little bit more about you know what home-based learning is she she does it with her kids as well via the same online school that we use for, for three of our kids, which is called GalileoXP.com. Um, so she's got her kids on there. Uh, so for example, this is a perfect uh, perfect way uh, to start looking. This is a remote um, school, uh, for want of a better word, where you can choose, the kids get to choose like what, what subjects they wanna learn. So right now, my daughter Sophia, she's choosing uh, a science lesson. The other day she did a hands-on science lesson with her teacher, who's a Spanish guy, I think he's based in South America somewhere. And she was on line with a mixed class of mixed ages, which I love, Uh, I love that concept because you find the older kids just naturally help the younger kids. uh, And there's none of this like, you know, like at school, you know, to your point, you know, you don't even speak to the year above you or the year below you. And the year above you might contain your best friend who lived next door, but just because you're in different school years, you don't talk to each other, which is just nonsense um so they were doing a hands-on uh, science experiment making um lava lamps and uh yeah it was it was great to watch um so her, yeah her name is dawn fung uh f-u-n-g so if you google uh, dawn fung and homeschooling singapore i'm sure you'll find her and oh, um she'll be there for for the singapore community um otherwise just go go and google like um they, they could be, there's bound to be facebook groups near you. Uh, wherever you live uh, if not um, certainly in the same country and you can just join and just say hey I'm interested in learning more about this Um, if you want to uh, I'm I'm part of a team putting together a summit um, an online summit we did it last year it was called uh, a homeschooling global summit 2019 this year's 2020 and uh, I had the the pleasure of interviewing Sir Ken Robinson um, who gave the most incredible ted talk still the most downloaded and watched ever ted talk of all time called uh do schools kill creativity um and he delivered that in 2006 year before the iphone amazing how things have moved so quickly uh so and if you if you looking for other resources um some of the like the best um people to study from um john holt h o l t um, he's long since passed away, but uh, he has books um, I think his most famous one is called Teach your Own uh, another guy you'll find on uh, youtube John Taylor ghetto done a, a lot of um talking about um, schools um, yeah, and you'll be surprised actually once you once you fall into this rabbit hole um, it's it's a really interesting. you know it does like you said earlier like when you go against the grain of what you've always just known and believed in and suddenly challenge that suddenly just, just challenge that system just one little bit. You are met with a hell of a lot of resistance from your immediate circle. And you're right. It's because, you know, you're kind of holding a mirror up and it's, it's tough. It is tough um, to go against um, social norms and the social construct, but you know once you get in and start looking at these things and um, and and educating yourself around. I think the homeschool community at large, home-based learning uh, community at large, just want people to understand that there's there's a choice. There is a choice um you know we're not beating the drum like you should do this you shouldn't do that you know school sucks no that's not the case like, every every one of us love education we you know we, we're driven by it this is why we, we 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 choose to take more sovereignty over it um and be a, a bigger part uh, rather than just you know stick them on the big yellow bus which you know again back to your point, that's kind of holding a mirror up to, to somebody's education choices for their kids. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a weird one, but there, there's certainly lots of communities out there that are waiting open arms to, to answer your questions and listen to your concerns and your fears
0: um, and and help you through it if, if you're interested. Uh, it's, it's very, uh, it's, 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 it's very interesting. And I think it's also very, I think it's very helpful. I think that this is probably um you know this moment has created a a kind of awareness of the concepts. um you know because everyone's had to do it but i think also it's kind of you know i I think there's a lot of stresses that will come from you know what's ahead um you know some people they'll you know this crisis will will will, will make them busier we uh, could make them more successful for other people it could create some financial strain and a huge amount if you ask families really you know what's the big thing that's the biggest concern you know um, you know why did why did why did we get divorced why why were, was i not around you know all, all, all of these things and and there is an honor in a way of you know working hard and providing that that's not to be um, uh, uh, to taken away but the, 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 there is also a point sometimes where you know is it worth it you know question mark and, and and that doesn't mean the answer is definitely oh no and you should do something else it's just you know sensible to pose the question and and also children are different so for some children they sue x and other children sue y and i think that you know, both on the, you know, if people have to make hard decisions in the next six months, you know, we have to pull them out of school. Okay, that's, and then I'm going to have to put them into a regimented system that isn't um, what I know culturally, but is also kind of looks and feels a bit like a regimented system that I knew. Um, there are other things you can look at. And, you know, in truth, and I, I say this because my eldest, Ellie, is 17, about to do A-levels next year, a huge portion of the kid's childhood where they're forced to go into school, um, it really isn't, you know, uh, exam important. There's, there's, it all happens at the end. You kind of, and this is the English system, different other places, and Singapore as well here. It's just, you do GCSEs, you have one year, then you do your A-levels. <laughs> That's it. But the, but the rest of it is all conditioned around this kind of three-year rollercoaster. And I think there's a real opportunity for some people to, 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 to alleviate themselves of, 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 of financial burdens or, or stresses, or, or if it suits the kids, and maybe they need a bit of time out you know um uh, it happens you know just uh, maybe pull your kid down a year There could be that you know whatever but there is another way of doing things and i think that 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 what we've seen with the home-based learning i i've perceived to be a frustration because i know you and i know how it's um you know how it can be a positive and i kind of looked at it and was a bit you know kind of a bit peeved in a way that that, that that it has been portrayed in this way um and, and as you say it's because it's 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 actual physical schooling at home rather than kind of you know, educating someone at home, and I, I really valued um, what you said. I think it's really interesting, and I I, I think um, I think a lot of people should hear that message really. And so, um, you know, I, I'm very well, to, keep
1: it, to keep it to keep it Singapore focused. Um, yeah. You know, when when we were there, um, we fell into the the trap of the you know the the thirty thousand dollar a year international school fee at um, at UWC, and You know, when, so if you are thinking about making a change and you're worried about the judgment that's gonna come your way, there were people at UWC East Coast campus that had fear of being judged of UWC Dover-based campus. (laughs) So like this, this fear of judgment, you can take it off the table because you're gonna be judged for whatever you do. So if you, you know, therefore go and do whatever you want to do. You know, if you're gonna be judged anyway. And we went through the, um, uh, the, the cycle of, man, this is just, you, you, I cannot, I, I just could not justify the cost in the end. I, it just, yeah. it was, you know, I knew it was like ridiculous. And, and so we made the big change. And uh, I know a lot of people doing this um, around that time, which I want to say was back in 2010-ish. Um, and we switched from the international school to the local school, uh, Singapore local school, uh, state education. And um, you're right. I mean, that's regiment. When you go from when you go from that international school setting to the the Singapore local school setting, it's like yeah, you're saving a lot of money. But my God, you know, yeah, it was kind of it was a lot freer in the um, in the international school setting, but you still had like um, the structure and whatever else. Um, but in in that system, uh, and that definitely helped us. That was a stepping stone um, to, to to question the education system uh, because we knew, well, there's no going, there's no way we're going back to like the the thirty grand a year because you know it's unjustifiable. Um, yeah. oh, well, I do just,
0: but just, I, I do so interrupt, but I do remember having yeah. a meeting with you and Claire at the point <laughs> you told me that you're having twins. Um, that was it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when twins were coming <laughs> along, surprise and said, pregnancy. Uh, Two how to four that, kids. Yeah. <laughs> how does that? Um, how does that change our plans? And I took a gulp of water and said, um, <laughs> "Unfortunately, a lot." <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I, Yeah. It, it, you know, at that level, it's a huge amount of money. And yeah, it was. Um, I reckon. You know, that was a, probably the beginning of the path that's led you where you are. You know. Yeah. To, to, mm. uh,
1: definitely one of the catalysts you know having that stark realization when you when you do the math on a back of envelope math like how many how many dollars is it going to take me to get four kids through x amount of and again you know we're in the mindset of what if we send one kid to that school we've got to send them all there so they can all have the exact same um chances and the exact same experience and again that is a that's just a we're brainwashed to think that way. That's a nonsense narrative because, you know, you said it earlier, all the kids are different. All yeah. the kids are different. There's no way in the world that they're going to get the same thing. You know, like everything is different. The people around them are different. The teachers are going to change. Um, the school is going to grow. It's like, you know, it's never going to be the same. Um, but people, you know, like we said right at the beginning of, of this, you, you paint yourself into the corner and you, you then – it's hard. It's really hard to go back and judge your own decisions and then face the judgment of others. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's difficult, but that's how we grow, right? That that's, um, every, every decision has been, has been completely worth it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a, there's a great quote that I like to, um, I like to share with people and it's, um, easy choice, hard life hard choice easy life and it's really been very very true
0: for for us over the last uh six years yeah it's great that I, I, i've known that before i like it a lot it's true and it's um and i think yeah I, I think again we're going to come into this period of time where there will be tough choices for families to make you know and i you know i think for everyone that's you know they're not just families but people with kids obviously there are a huge amount of kind of you know you, you do burden yourself with other people other concerns etc and if we're going to a tough time which you know markets would suggest otherwise you know i'm happy for that and, you know great good news for me but in, in reality we, we are unaware of what fundamental changes are going to happen and i think that you know being flexible making tough decisions and and focusing on on, on looking at things in a different way i think it's really important and i think that on that education side it's a big part of it you know what people's work cycles now working from home and all that stuff you know I mean that, 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 that's the obvious thing but I, I, I do think it opens up other opportunities and I think that in a way you know what um what you chose to do um back when you did it is you know would seem far more achievable to someone now in a way and you know they're kind of keeping the profession going or or even looking at the schooling and stuff and I think that it's, it's really, you know, important uh, to know that, that there are other ways out, you know, other things you can do. And, uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm saying this from a British perspective. The British perspective of homeschooling, obviously, when you're the narrative is completely kind of absolutely mad Bible Belt um, American families that want to sort of deny the existence of dinosaurs and potentially suggest that the mother and father are um, a deity. You know, like you have this like concepts of a bizarre cult. And and obviously I'm sure that's based on, you know, one example, but it misses out the millions of other good ones. And so yeah, I just think it's a yeah, interesting thing to open up your mind to and, and know that what we've gone through the last two months isn't it, and that there is another way of doing things. And um, yeah, I'll uh, yeah, you know, and just I'll to address
1: one, one last to address yeah, one goes, last goes. fear,
0: which I know people
1: are going to be like um listening to this, going to be like, yeah, but you're not talking about the, the exams, and you're not talking about like uh the certificates that, and the um, educations. Good point. Good and point. how are they going to get in, how are going to get into university and further their studies? Um And you know, it's to to debunk that myth, uh I've spoken to and interviewed many people um who have. So one lady in Patek, in particular, she has four kids and not not one of her kids went to a school they they world schooled for the, their whole their whole kids upbringing each one of her kids got into the college of their choice and uh, were actually beating away um scholarships uh because when you when you think about who's applying for who's coming out of the, the system the general system who's applying for these colleges you can't stand out. It doesn't matter how many A-stars you've got. It just, it, you're just a stack of paper, and that's that's that. And it's all down to, invariably, a, a great deal of luck. Whereas if you turn up as a family or as, like, a mother and daughter, to use that example um, that she told me about, um, you'd turn up at the dean's office at the administration's office in the U S they went and made an appointment. One, you stand out immediately, like who actually does that? Uh, so, you know, yeah, of course they're going to accept it. And you go in and you introduce yourself and you've got a stack of papers. Like this is all of the books I've read in the last 15 years. These are all of the countries that we visited. This is all of the stuff we've done. This is all of, you know, the, the person rubber stamps you immediately because you're different. Yeah. it's their job to attract the best students and attract diversity so if just by standing out you actually can walk into and this is this has happened time and time again and this these stories get they get told over and over from from home based learners and and world schoolers alike and uh, it's really it's really something to to pay attention to and um Again, do your research into that and find out um, because it's not all based on these slips of paper that we get at at
0: the at seventeen or whatever that starts defining us and pigeonholing us. Yeah, that's um, yeah. It's very interesting you're right. That's a, it is a good. Um, it would be the primary concern, I suppose, is the all well and good, but actually, what happens when you don't have X, Y, and Z and and uh, it also it does make sense that that um that and again people are
1: worried about do you oh they'll never get a job but we we've seen just in the last few months google are going um google and facebook i think are going fully remote so remote work and they they're not even looking at um like they want the best coders right and the best programmers they don't come out of college you yeah. know you, you might get all of the honors and phds and whatever else but you, you just you can do what you've been taught you can't do what you taught yourself and learnt by yourself and you know uh, have mastered something and live and breathe it and can work around problems um, which is generally what happens
0: with with home-based learners yeah I agreed. agree very interesting um and yeah and again that's you know from from something that could be a threat you know not being able to you know, or just changing or the kid not being happy, just looking at the world a different way can become a you know striking opportunity. Um, so yeah, so thanks, thanks, mate, thanks for the time. We we ch- we chatted for an hour before recording, <laughs> so I'm um, I'm a bit aware of the time. Um, so uh, mate, I'll, uh, I'll I'll say thank you, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll catch up soon. I'll put a link to your um to your Twitter bio and and, and your website as well when I send out the email. Um, to clients and uh, encourage people to you know to, to reach out and get in touch to be honest because you're um, you know I, I might be uh, saying this having not asked you but you know I, I know you I'm sure you'd be very happy to to talk with people individually if they want to reach out.
1: Yeah 100% I'll also um, just ping you the link to the, um, the homeschooling summit because there's uh, last year we had like 45 speakers it's all free content so you can just sit down and glass of beer and glass of wine and just watch some of those interviews and, and get more of a, an insight and we're doing the same this year so you can just follow that link that will take you through to 2020 and we're going to have a hundred people so ken robinson's going to come back uh, we have austin allred from lambda school um which is he's intru- you know really interesting person what what he's doing there and um it will just help fill in the blanks and um any answers so um uh, uh, they can be found you know
0: Cool, good. Well, I'll put that in there and um, I'll look forward to catching up with you soon, buddy. Thanks for your time. Thank you, George. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Cheers, mate.